this is the work that women do constantly, right? Even when we leave the house, we're thinking preventatively. Okay, well, I guess I'll be late and I guess I'll take an Uber and I guess I'll take this route. And I guess we're always thinking preventatively because it is actually still mentally, physically, emotionally dangerous for us to even just go outside. That was Aruj Aftab. And this is Shiro's, a podcast with a mission to turn up the volume of women's voices in music across genres and generations. I'm Carmel Holt, and what you're about to hear is a mini episode, or what we call the Shiro's Heart, an excerpt that gets to the heart of the matter, taken from my syndicated public radio show, Shiro's Radio. On this show, we take a deep dive into some important questions. What is it like to be a woman in the music industry? What is it like to be identified, categorized, and even discriminated against as an AFAB person in your job? The answers to these questions are as varied as the artists, yet have many, and some might say too many, things in common. She Rose is a deep dive into the experiences and perspectives of women and gender-expansive folks in a still overwhelmingly male-dominated music industry. It's a space where we discuss challenges and triumphs, how far we have to come and how far we still have to go. These are the voices and the stories you didn't even know you were missing. Changing things for the better starts here. On this episode, we hear the Shiro's heart of my interview with Pakistani singer, composer, producer, and guitarist Aruj Aftab, as she'd just been nominated for two Grammys, one for Best New Artist, and in the category she won as Best Global Music Performance for the song Mohabbat from her third album, Vulture Prince. I asked Aruj to talk to us about her personal experience in music and as a South Asian woman. I think that, you know, being a woman in the music industry and in many industries in general is difficult because we live in a patriarchy and we will continue to face that and have to navigate that tenfold more with all of the things like keeping your cool while stating your opinion or having to state it many, many times. All this nonsense that we have to do that drains us emotionally, that gets in the way of us just like going from A to B without losing our train of thought or without getting frustrated or like figuring out another way around it or whatever, you know, like that's just constant and that's just always going to be there. And as I'm getting older and as I'm getting more comfortable in the industry and I think as people are recognizing me more for some reason recognition buys you a voice and so people are like not really messing with me (laughs) you know what I mean and I am also systematically building a crew you know that I trust that I respect that respect me back so like I'm not in those situations as much anymore where I am having to fight for my voice in the room or just be in the driver's seat and have people realize that I am. That's just another thing that as a woman in the industry, you have to constantly work towards. Even that doesn't come easily. Like you have to prove yourself to such high levels to be even actually taken seriously. And respect is not just there. It has to be earned very, very much. And so there's that. And then... I guess in the US, it's like being South Asian and being a light-skinned South Asian has put me in a place of privilege. And comparatively to Black Americans, it's like nothing. I'm fine. You know what I mean? And so I've definitely seen people misconstruing like, oh, yeah, you sing in Arabic. No, it's not Arabic. Oh, yeah, you're Indian. No, I'm from Pakistan. You know, it's like these little things that people are just like, they don't have the time or they won't put in the effort 
to be like there is a difference between Pakistan and India guys <laughs> you know what i mean like and it would be nice if you knew that you know what i mean like just that little extra effort that you expect people to put in that is the degree to which i have felt any prejudice or any discrimination in the scene as an artist but aside from that it's all been fine what kept you going through those moments and how do you think you pushed through i mean just like the overwhelming knowledge of the fact that these people are idiots <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's just like, what are we supposed to do? Like, I, under no circumstance, am someone who quits and who gives up on the thing that I need to get done, regardless of whoever moron person and their ego and their insecurity and their deeply rooted hatred for women is getting in my way. I'll find another way. Honestly, I'll never work with you again. Tomorrow, I'll be like really really lauded and you'll feel very dumb these kinds of projections of myself winning are the things that have kept me very grounded and have kept me being like a fighter and have kept me like not phased off of my path and it's like it sucks because we have to do this extra work it's like if i'm going to work with somebody new they need to be vetted you need to tread the water really carefully you have to not commit to anything you have to meet first you know you have to do all this extra stuff to make sure that you don't end up in a position where you can't really back out you can't get yourself out of that situation which is uncomfortable and there's a bad power dynamic and work is happening a collaboration is happening but it's very unpleasant or whatever and you don't want to burn a bridge and it's like all this nonsense so you kind of start thinking more preventatively and it's this is the work that women do constantly right even when we leave the house we're thinking preventatively okay well i guess i'll be late and i guess i'll take an uber and i guess i'll take this route and i guess that where even what city am i in maybe i should have a friend maybe we're always thinking preventatively because it is actually still mentally physically emotionally dangerous for us to even just go outside you know what i mean <laughs> like anywhere in the world and so that's like the bigger picture but on a smaller scale it's like be careful be smart don't lose sight of the thing and 100% 1000% of the time you are right and they are stupid you know that's the seat that i drive from you're right they are stupid <laughs> <laughs> words to live by arush aftab here on shiro's radio the album is called vulture prince talk to us a little bit about how you arranged everything what are the instruments that we're hearing So you're hearing Maeve the harpist pretty much I think on everything. She and I have been playing for quite a while and have been building like a really great friendship and musical relationship. There is an upright bass player Petros Klabanis. I had imagined Vulture Prince in the very first iteration of it in my mind that it would be just a trio album. And so a couple of those songs started off with the three of us. And then I met Gian Riley, who is an incredible guitar player. I had Shahzad Ismaili, he's playing bass and he's playing all the crazy Moog synth stuff. And so I just got through the basics of most of the songs. I had Baji in my mind from like years ago and I went to school with her niece Clarice Assad and like I am someone who has just been like the Assad brothers huge fan of these guys, huge fan of their classical guitar sound and all of that and her especially, you know, as their sister and the work that she's done over the years and then she had like a hand injury when she was I think in her 30s and so she stopped playing for a while like her story is just amazing like she wanted to play with them but at the time they were the Assage brothers 
and so then she became the typewriter assistant of the band it was like just she's just amazing and so i was like clarice can you talk to your aunt please <laughs> like see does she want to do this or i mean i don't even know if this is so way out of my league but she was like so amazing and super generous and loved my voice and didn't even ask me for anything came to new york and worked out playing the song with me and we had that song done just the two of us way before so yeah you know things kind of pieced together there's nadia who plays flugelhorn there's jamie haddad who is basically like the percussion master of the universe he was a teacher of ours at berkeley and he plays with yo yo ma and like all these people he's like amazing he joined on mohabbat who else is on there there's kenji on sanslo who's this like austrian japanese guitar player there's just a lot of great people who came through there is the entire rootstock republic string ensemble led by juliet jones and did the string arrangement on the ahay after baji and i had already done our part and you really got in there right i mean you have a degree in this you know how to engineer an album right yeah. like so yeah. how hands on were you with taking all of these parts and making the mix what you wanted. Very hands-on, I'd say. I think that Josh, who mixed it, also longtime collaborator and friend of mine, he gets it. He gets me. He does not undermine my creative process in any way. So like I definitely sit and make producers mixes in pro tools on my own in whatever way that is my process. And then he loves to actually like open up my sessions and look at what I've done and he is often just like what's happening here because it's not like what he would do and you know it's just like this crazy way of getting to the sounds that I wanted he loves that which I love because it it's not like hey your chain is all weird what's that you know it's more like what is that oh my god I love you know so we get to geek out a little bit together over the sounds and he honors my mixes producers will send their producers mix and then the mix engineer is like okay you know and will do their mix which is like amazing and like following the fidelity of the world or whatever but like we have a very creative approach and i love working with him for that reason and i am very particular and very hands on for sure 100% but to a point where i'm not annoying the professional you know <laughs> And then it's also the musicians are not purists either like they will record and just leave. You know, sometimes musicians are like I want to hear it. I want to hear what you did and they don't do that. They're just like complete trust in my vision. They're like all right, she's going to make this sound amazing. We don't have to think about this anymore. And so that's great also on behalf of the team. I just really wanted to not only celebrate the success of the album and you as a vocalist and as an artist, but I really wanted to also be sure to amplify your abilities in that regard Thank that you. your technical ability your ear your vision for this as a whole that's what we're hearing yeah i appreciate that aruj aftab it's been so amazing to have you here i would love to go out with a song where should we go to finish our time together let's go to last night this is based on a rumi poem last night my beloved was like the moon So beautiful So beautiful like the moon So beautiful like the moon So beautiful like the moon even brighter than the sun 
Many thanks again to Aruj Aftab for being with us. Her Grammy-nominated third album, Vulture Prince, has just been reissued on her new label home, Verve Records. To hear this full interview, head to sheroesradio.com forward slash episodes or subscribe to this podcast. Together, let's keep turning up the volume. Shiro's is produced by me, is mixed and mastered by Sarah Holtz, production assistance from Emma Philippos. Our original theme music is by Lucius. Shiro's is also a nationally syndicated radio show on the airwaves across the U.S. Visit shiroesradio.com to find out more. Support our work with Patreon or Merch from the Shiro shop and you can keep in touch with us on Instagram and Twitter. I'm at Carmel Holt or find us at Shiro's Radio. Also, please consider leaving us a rating and review and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. That helps us grow and bring you more of your favorite Shiro's. Until next time, remember that music is our superpower. I'm Carmel Holt. Thanks for listening.